We begin today the Gemara on Daf Chofei Yomad Aleph. We're holding uh, the second line from the top of the Yomad. The Gemara is discussing Benigeya to um, animals or fish that you're going to be using on Yontif, that it has to be designated from before Yontif or trapped from before Yontif in order that it shouldn't be Muktzah. Zokta Gemara, Omar Abba Baravona, Omar Abba Soicher, Amas Amayim, Erev Yomtif. If someone plugged up a canal, a canal of water from before Yomtif, Ulamachar, tomorrow in the morning on Yomtif, Hishkim Umotzabadogim. He wakes up in the morning and he finds that there are fish that are there inside. Mutarin. So these fish are allowed to be used on Yomtif because he prepared them. He plugged it up before Yontif to be able to have these fish to, to eat on Yontif. Om Rav Chiste says based on this, From the words of Rav, from our Rebbe Rav, Nilmite we can learn out, An animal that's a wild animal and it was nesting in an uh, orchard. In other words, usually it's a wild animal, but here it came into an orchard and as Rashi explains, over there in the orchard, it was giving birth for a baby. So that baby that's born over there in this orchard, you don't have to do any, any other action, you don't have to do anything to prepare it and designate it to be used on Yontif. Because this baby that's born there can't run away, can't go anywhere, so it's sort of stuck in that area. Just like Rav said regarding a canal of water that's plugged up and fish are not going out, so too over here regarding a baby that's born in this uh, orchard is not going anywhere and therefore it's already prepared for you to use on Yontif. So on this the Gemara says, Amar Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman said, Nofal chaveirin beravrevesa. Our friend, Rav Chizde, that said this aloha, he got himself involved in uh, something which is a big machlaikis. It's not uh, necessarily the case. Rashi over here says, that there were three friends that were Talmidim of Rav, were in Daf Chafeya Meralef. One was uh, Rav Nachman, and Rav Hone, and Rav Chista. These were the three Talmidim that were friends that learned by Rav. So when Rav Chista said this, so Rav Nachman said about his friend, that him making this comparison and saying this halacha, he's getting himself into a big argument. So the Gemara now brings another version of who said this, and the Gemara is soon going to explain why Rav Nachman felt that the comparison he made is not true. Ikidamri, there were others that said, Omarabe Baravhuna. It was Rabbe, the son of Ravhuna. That he said, Medivre Rabbeinu, that from the words of Rav, Nilmaid, we could learn out, Chayo, Shekinan Abapardis, an animal that is nesting in an orchard and gives birth there, Einatzrichizimun. The baby that's born there does not have to be designated, just like Rav says that the fish that was uh, stuck in a canal that you plugged up the water is already prepared for you for Yontif, the same thing over here. So according to this version, who said this? Not Rav Chizde, but Rabbe Baravona. And on this, Amr Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman said, Nofal bar chavrin The son of our friend, because Rav Hune was their friend, so over here was Rabbe Baravona, the son of our friend is getting himself involved in a subject which uh, many are going to argue with him. And now the Gemara explains why what he said is not a good comparison. Hasam, in the case of an animal that's uh, nesting in an orchard, loikovid maisa. The person didn't do any action to prepare and designate the, the babies that are born there for yantif. But hacha, kovid maisa. By the case of plugging up a canal and the fish are stuck inside the canal, he did an action. 
He plugged up the canal for the fish to be stuck there. So because he did an action, therefore he designated it for Yontif. So how can you compare the two things? Then the Gemara brings also a Braise. You're saying that in order to have Seder, uh, you have to have Machshavah? Uh, no, the issue over here is not about Seder. The issue here is the Mukta. Mukta. So if you want to have Seder to use it, you have to have Machshavah? It's not enough Machshavah. The Swar of the Gemara is saying you have to have a Maise. You have to have an action. You have to have actually plugged up, done something in order for it to be designated. Then the Gemara brings a Braise. V'loi boy zimun. Is it not necessary that you should do an action to designate and prepare the animal that you can eat from it in Yantiv? Watanya, we learned clearly in Abraisa, Chayosha an animal that's nesting in an orchard and giving birth there. you have to do an action to prepare it, to designate it, to eat from it in Yantiv. And Sipidroy, we learned about this yesterday, when you have a bird that flies around and it's hard to capture it. Tsarikhliksha biknafel, you have to tie it in its wings. And the reason is, because this is a little bird, Rashi says, these are birds that the mother and the children are small and it's very difficult to distinguish between them. So in order to know which is the one that you designated for Yantiv, so you have to make a sign, you put a bendel, something into the wing, so you know which one you prepared. And Vizu Eidos She'idu Mipi Shmai Vavtalian. The Braise says that this halacha was testimony that was given over in the name of Shmai Vavtalian. It's a clear b'raise that says there that an animal that's inside an orchard, you have to do an action to designate it. You can't just rely on the fact that the babies are there and they're not going anywhere. To yufte, so this refutes what Rav Chiste said, or according to another version, what Rabbi Baravona said. But now the Gemara asks on this from a different b'raise. In a different b'raise, it says the exact opposite. The animals that are there in the orchard, and they're stuck there. Do you have to go and do an action to designate them? But Tanya, what we learned in Abraisa, where it says, Amr Abshim ibn Allah, Maidim Beshamayim Besilil. Beshamayim Besilil both agree. Al Shezminon Betoycha Kain. If you designated and prepared birds that were inside their nest, Umatza Lufnea Kain. And you found the birds in front of the nest. Shasurin. You're not allowed to use them on Yamtiv because it's not the same ones that you uh, prepared inside. But when is this true? The doves that live in a dovecote or these doves that live in an attic. So they fly around and you don't know if it's the same ones that you designated. And also these birds that live in these jugs that are placed on the, the roofs of houses. But geese, chickens, and these doves that are called hardisois. We learned it yesterday. Rashi says that uh, they're, they're domesticated, they come, they live with you. And and this is what's Negea to us. The Braise here clearly says, an animal that's nesting inside an orchard. You're allowed to use it on Yantif. You do not have to do any action to designate it. Very clear in the Braise. And then the Braise continues with other halachas. Tzipir Dreyer, like we mentioned before, this bird, these small birds, Tzricha Liksha Beknafel, you have to make a sign by tying a, a, a bendel inside of its wings, not to confuse the one that you prepared with its mother. They're both small. And when you have birds that uh, were tied already, which you, you did, in other words, you did an action to designate it, to prepare it before Yantif, and Menuanoim, the ones that you already handled, you shook them, you took them before Yantif, Bebeiris, they're in the pit, 
or bebatim in the houses, or b'shichin, and in another kind of uh, ditch in the ground, or b'maitis in caves. Mutaren, they're all allowed to take the manyantif. But if they're in the trees, asurin. So even if you designated them, even if they were already shaken or you already tied something in them, it's still usher to take them from the tree. Over here, there's You might go climb up on the tree and you'll pull off a branch. Then Braise finishes off with another halacha, which is not negeya to yomtiv, but it's bachlala halacha regarding these birds that you find out in the wild. If you see birds that there's a, a, a bundle tied to them, or that someone handled it already, wherever this bird might be, you're not allowed to take it because it's gzela. Rashi explains that when it comes to something which is hefker, how you kind of something which is hefker, you just pick it up and you kind it that way. So when you see that there's a bundle tied to it, or that someone already picked it up, he handled it, he did something, so he picked it up, he's kind it. So it's not, it's not hefker anymore, so you're not allowed to take it. So, what's the point here? We see clearly in this b'raise, one of the things that it mentioned was that the chaya, that shekinah nabepardis, you have an animal that's giving birth inside of an orchard, you don't have to do any action to designate it. It's already there, it's stuck there, and it's designated for yontav automatically. Amr Rav Nachman, said Rav Nachman answers, loikashya. There's no contradiction between the two b'raises. Ha ba and ha bi'ima. If you have the babies that are born and they can't run away, so they're designated, they're there prepared for you to use for yantif. So you don't have to do any additional action. But bi'ima, when it comes to the mother, which is a big animal that could run away, it's in the orchard now, it's not designated at all. It's going to run away. Frek, the Gemara, how could you say this? Ima, bizimun sakila. If you're talking about the mother that's there inside the orchard, just by designating it, would that be good enough? Say the boy. You have to properly trap it. If you didn't trap it, so then it could run away, so it's bachlal not prepared for yantif. So how could you say that by the mother, if you're going to prepare it, it's going to be good enough? So Elam Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, so Rav Nachman Yitzchak gave a different answer. Idi v'idi bidida. Both brises are speaking about the baby that's born over there in the orchard. And what's the difference between the two brises? Ha begina smuchaleir. If it's a place, if it's a garden or it's an orchard that's near the city, so Rashi says because it's near the city, the person is aware that it's there and he thinks about it and that machshava, that he's aware of it, that itself is enough that he does not have to do an action to designate it because of his das, that he knows that it's there and he wants it. So therefore it's enough. But ha begina she'ena but if it's a garden or it's an area, it's an orchard that's not near the city, so even if the animal is stuck there and it can't run away on its own, but nevertheless, if you're not going to do an action, it's not going to be considered designated. So taste is here. Huh? Yeah, but talking, yeah, the Vlad, yeah, the baby that was born there. What was the most question? No, the Brahma the doesn't say that though. No, but wait, wait, but the Loshin, the Loshin, just a second, the Loshin of the Brahma before was that you have to do a Maise to designate it. That's all. The Brahma should have said that you have to trap it. Look before, in the first Brahma, the Loshin of the Brahma is that Chayesh Kirna Bepardis Tzricha Lezamen. Doesn't say tzricha lotzud, tzricha lezamen. Because he's talking about zimun. Okay, but, but the, so the lashon of the brayse is mashma that just the zimun alone is good enough. Let me let me uh, tell you one second. The, the shaila of Taisvis here. Taisvis here asks a poshta shaila in the Gemara 
before the Gemara refuted what Rav Chista said or what Rav Barav Huna said that you can't compare the fish that are stuck in, t- in, in a canal where they, they, they did an action to the animal that's stuck inside a pardus and you did not do an action. Now the Gemara said to Yufta, the Gemara refuted its opinion, his opinion. But right over here, the Gemara is bringing a steer of two braises and the Gemara is saying it depends that there is sometimes that an animal that's there in the pardus, even without an action, it's already designated. So why didn't the Gemara answer that for Rav Chista before? So Teisva says that this is a good answer for Astira and Braises. Regarding Tanoim, this always, always the Gemara makes an akimta to explain what the Tanoim meant to say. When it comes to Rav Chiste or Rabbi Baravona, they're Amiroim. And Amiroim have to explain their words much more. And if he didn't explain this detail, so he meant to say that any Chaya in any situation near the city, not near the city, is always considered to be automatically designated. That's why on that, the Gemara said to Yufte, and the Gemara didn't give an answer. If you have an animal that it's about to die, it's in danger, and the person knows it's going to die, so then he won't be able to eat it. He doesn't want to have a loss. So he wants to shecht it on the antif. Now, what's the problem? So as Rashi here says, he already ate his suda, he doesn't need it for the oichel nefesh of yantif. So the question is, could he shecht it on yantif? He's going to shecht it to use the meat for the next day. So it's awesome and atayde to shecht on yantif like that. So lo yishchait, he's not allowed to shecht it, elem kain, unless yesh shuhuz b'yayim, he has enough time in the day, lechol mimeno kezayis tzli, that he could eat from it today, a kezayis that's roasted, in other words, even roasted, which takes less time to cook, or to, it's prepared in a short time, and even just a kezayis, so if you can eat from it a kezayis of tzli, so then you're allowed to shecht it on yomtif. Right, so the Altareb Meshulchanarach brings this halacha. The Altareb says that even if you finish your suda and you're not planning on eating, but just like the Gemara always says, and we pass in like the Indian of Hoyl, that because guests could come and you can share it to those, for those people, so therefore over here, this mission also is based on this halacha of Hoyl. Even if you could just share them or kez- with them a kezayis, you're allowed to uh, shecht it on Yontif. Rabbi Kiva says, I feel the kezayis chai mi based vichosa. Even if you don't have time to roast it, even if you just have time to take a kezayis of raw meat and eat it straight out of that place where it was shechted without cooking it, without doing anything. And Eidamis is the Rishayim, the Mepharshim discuss that uh, this would mean even without melicha. There are certain meats that you can eat just by rinsing it off without doing proper melicha. If you have time to eat it that way, it's uh, allowed to shecht this on yantiv in order that you shouldn't lose the, the money of this behemoth that's going to die and won't be able to eat it at all. Another halacha regarding shechite shochta basoda. If you shechted an animal out in the field and you have to deliver it, bring it back home. Don't deliver it back home carrying it on a pole. Bemaita, it's another kind of pole. And the reason is because this is the way it's done during the week. And Rashi says it's a zilzil for the yantiv. Aval maybe biyodai evarim evarim. The way you deliver it back to your house from from the the shlachta is out from the, the, the in the place where the you shechted the animal. You bring it one limit at a time, and then more in a covered way proper for yomtiv. Amarami zokte gemara amarami barabe rami barabe said hefshit vinituach pa'ila. When it comes to the carbon oila, so you have to flay the animal and you have to cut it into pieces, and that's how it's burnt on the mizbeach. In other words, even though you're going to be burning the entire animal on the Mizbeach, so why don't you just bring the whole animal together on the Mizbeach? But that's not the way it's done. First you have to flay the animal and cut it into pieces, and then it's brought on the Mizbeach. 
And for who adin lekatzavim, the same thing is also by butchers. When they serve the meat, they should first uh, flay it and cut up the pieces, and that's how you serve the food. Mikan limda teira derecheretz. From here, the teira is teaching me proper behavior of how you eat. A person should not eat the meat of an animal. Before he flays the animal and cuts pieces of meat, proper pieces, in order to eat from it like a mensch. What was Rami Barabe teaching me? So the Gemara here now is going to try to suggest that maybe Rami Barabe wasn't just Stam teaching Derecheretz, but maybe he was actually teaching a certain Chiddush of a Halacha. In Hilchas Kashras, he was teaching me a certain Chiddush. So if you're going to say, Maybe he was coming to exclude from what Ravuna said. So the point that Gemara is going to say over here is, if you're eating from an animal and you didn't cut up the pieces, you didn't open up the animal, you're not checking to see to make sure that the animal is not a trefa. You're not doing the proper bedikis that have to be done with an animal. So maybe this is what Rami Ba'aba was teaching me over here, that you have to properly check the animal and cut it up into pieces to see if that it's not a trefa before you eat it. And this excludes what Rav Hone said, because Rav Hone said as follows, when it's still alive, it has a chazake of Iser. What's, which chazake of what Iser? So Rashi says, the Iser of Eve Menachai. If it's alive, any limb you take off is Eve Menachai, so it has a chazakas Iser. Until you know how it was shechted, that it was shechted properly, and then the cheskes iser is removed. This is Rashi's pshat in the Gemara. Taisus argues on Rashi, because Taisus says the Gemara has lost of the Gemara is until you find out how it was shechted. In other words, was it a kosher shechita? Was it not a kosher shechita? So Taisus says. If the issue was that I had a, a cheskas isa because of Eivim and Achai, what difference does it make, make if it was shechted kosher or not? If the Abayim is dead, there is no Eivim and Achai anymore. So that's not the cheskas isa we're talking about. Teisu says the cheskas isa is an animal when it's alive, has a chazake that it was shloi nishchata. A cheskas eina zvucha. That, that's the chazaka of the animal that uh, the Gemara is speaking about. So this is a very fundamental machlekes here between Rashi and Teisvis. In the Shev Shmaitze, he says that Rashi holds Machzikin me Isser because it has a Chazak of Evim and Achai. So even though once the animal is dead, so Lechayre, that Chazak is off, but automatically there's going to be another Chazak that until you see that it's not Shechted Kidabai, that it's not Shechted properly, so there's going to be a Chazak that the animal is not yet a kosher animal. Mashenk in Teisus holds, you can't, there's no connection between these two chazakas. The chazaka of Evim and Achai and the chazaka of Einezvucha, there's no connection. It's two different things. So therefore the union of Evim and Achai is not negaya here to what the Gemara is speaking about. Okay, then... Evim and Achai. The chazaka... Teisvah says... the Einezvucha. Like Teisvah. L'chayra like Teisvah, yeah. Then the then Rav Hune says Nishchato once the animal was already shechted. So Rav Hune says Becheskas Hetere Medes. Every animal has a chazake that it's muter. Until you find out what the trefa was, until you see there was a trefa. In other words, what this means is most animals 
are healthy and do not have a treifa in them. So if you shecht an animal and later you see that it had up as a hole, it had up as a certain treifa, and you don't know when that happened. Did it happen while it was alive? Did it happen later after the shechita? An animal, every animal has a chazakeh that it's not a treifa. That's the, that, that's the fact by most animals. And therefore, according to Ravuna, you don't have to do any dibedikis by an animal to check to make sure that it's not a treifa. So maybe Romi Bar Abbe was coming to argue with Avhuna and to say, no, that there is no such a chazakeh. And you, therefore you have to cut up the, the meat before to see that it's a kosher animal and, and to be baidik. So now the Gemara brings from our Mishnah, but for Ravhuna. But in our Mishnah we learned like Ravhuna, the Tnan, because in the Mishnah it said, Rabakiva Rabakiva said, Even if you have a kezayis, of a, of, a raw, of raw meat and you're eating it directly from the house and the butcher where it was shechted and you didn't do anything else, you didn't cut the animal bechlal and you could eat it right away. My love, don't you think the, the taich of the words of the Mishnah is mi based you eat it right over there when it was shechted without cutting the animal at all? Like Rav Huna said, because there's a chazake that the animal is not a treifa. So the Gemara suggests another pshat, loy, no. The words me based fichosa has a completely different shot. You can eat from a part in the animal, in other words, the intestines of the animal, where the animal chews and it, 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 it slaughters and it chews its food. You can eat that part of the animal even without cooking it. That's something that can be eaten raw. But maybe the Mishnah still means that you do have to cut up the animal and to check that it's not a trefa. It's not saying that you can eat it without cutting it at all. But the Gemara says, no, what Rabchia said, that the Pshar on the Mishnah is, you can eat the animal directly there when it was shechted without cutting it, like Ravona said. Okay. The Mokka Mashchita, you can eat from the, uh, from the neck of the animal. You can eat, huh? The Mokka means from the, from the neck of the animal, the place of the Shechita Mamish without, uh, without any, uh, t- uh, yeah, without any Bedike. Ela zakta gemare Rami bar Abe oirach are kamash melon. So therefore, Rami bar uh, Rami bar Abe is not arguing on avhone. He was just telling you the proper proper behavior, the cap, proper conduct of how a person is going to uh, supposed to eat. That's all he was saying. But he wasn't telling you the halacha when you get to being baidik an animal that it's not a trefa because you don't have to be baidik. So the Rishayinim here say that from our Gemara, the Maskana is that when you shecht an animal, you don't have to do any bedikis to make sure that it's not a treifa. But they say that there's one exception, the negeya to the lungs, the reya, the main bedikah that you have to do by an animal is to blow up the lungs or to look at to see that the lungs don't have a hole in it. And the difference between this and all the other treifas, is the yutches treifas, is because all other treifas are not motzi, are not common. So there's a chazake that the animal is kosher. But when you get to the lungs, it is more common that the lungs should have a hole in it, and therefore that you do have to check. So we learned in Abraisa, we see that the Tanoim teach you proper behavior, how you eat food. A person shouldn't eat garlic or, um, or onions. Rashi, if you look in Rashi, Rashi says Tzibala. You shouldn't eat uh, onions from the top of it. You should eat from the leaves, from the bottom of it. If a person eats from the top, it shows that he, he can't bother to, uh, to peel off the leaves. He wants to eat it right away from the top. He doesn't have patience to, to take off the leaves. So he should eat from the bottom and take off the leaves first. If he eats directly from the top without peeling off the leaves, so then he's a rafsin. He's like eating in a way that he's so hungry. He's like eating in that menschlicher manner. 
a similar thing. You're drinking a cup of water or whatever it is, don't drink it all down at once in one gulp. If you do drink it all at once, you're a garganon, you're a guzzler, you're drinking in such a way, it's not uh, proper behavior. A person that drinks all in one, in one shot, so then he's a garganon. If you drink it with two sips, that's proper behavior with the way you drink. If you drink it once, twice, and a third time, that's already haughty behavior. Rami Barabe said, this is, the Gemara is bringing this here because it's the same Amayre, Rami Barabe, and he said other, other, other things. So Rami Barabe said, Chatsuva. Chatsuva, Rashi says, is a kind of plant that unlike all other plants or all other trees, the roots spread out. This Chatsuva, the roots do not spread out. The roots just go straight down, all the way down where, where it's growing. It doesn't go to any sides. So this Chatsuva, Rashi says, when Yeshua conquered Eretz Yisrael and he divided the portions of the places where the Eden had in the Shvatim, so he planted this Chatsuva as a, uh, as a marker for the borders, to know exactly where the borders are. So this Chatsuva, Mikateya Raglayan Derishia, it cuts off the feet of the Rishayim that go and move away the border and they go into their friend's territory. So this Chatsuva shows them, we can see exactly where the border is and therefore it cuts off their feet. When you have a young tree that grows, and this refers to the halacha of Arla, that the Torah says that you have to wait three years until you can eat from a tree. This cuts off the feet of those butchers that don't have the patience to go and check to see that the animal that uh, they shechted is not a trefa. And people that don't have the patience to wait until it's allowed for them to have the relations with their wife. So this, you learn this out from this concept of Arla, that you have to have the patience to wait until the time when it's mutter. Tormese, Rashi says, is a kind of bean that is very bitter. And the only way you can eat this bean is when you cook it seven times, it's cooked very well. Afterwards it becomes sweetened and you're able to eat it. So this bean, Mekateya Ragleya in the Senein Shal Yisrael. This cuts off the feet of the haters of Yidin, which is a euphemism referring to Yidin. And why is this? Because Shanemar, here you have a Pasik where it talks about Yidin that served Avedizara. And it says here in this Pasik, seven different Avedizaras that Yidin served. Seven different Avedizaras. They left the Ebishtiv Eloyavdu. So, Unlike the, the tormesin, after the tormesin is cooked once, it's cooked another time, finally it becomes sweet. Here, Rashi says, the Ebishter punished the Yidin for serving of Avedizara once, twice, and even after seven times, they still didn't learn from all the punishment and they, they served Avedizara. Now the Gemara adds another pshat. It said there in the Pasik, Veloyavdu had finished off. Mimashma Shanema Vayazvus Hashem. The Pasik says that they left the Abishter, any Yedeya Shaloyavdu. So do I not know that they did not serve the Abishter? Matamad Loyma Veloyavdu. What does it mean when it says they didn't serve the Abishter? Sigmar brings another Pshat, Tomer Abalaza, Abalaza said, Tomer Akadish Baruchu. The Abishter says, Afila Keturmis Hazet. Even like this bean, Shashok and Isashev upon him. 
that you cook it seven times and then you can eat it and it becomes sweet, it becomes like a dessert. My children didn't treat me that way. So according to this Pshat of Rabbi Lazar, the Tormus refers to the Eibishter. According to the previous Pshat, the Tormus refers to Yidin. The Eibishter Kaviyachal cooked the Yidin, the Eibishter punished the Yidin and they didn't learn from the punishment. According to this Pshat, the Tormus is a mashal on the Eibishter that the Yidin did not the Yidin tried one Avedizara, another Avedizara, seven different Avedizaras they tried. And then after that, they should have came to the MS, they should have came to the Abishta, and they still didn't learn and they didn't come to the Abishta himself. They learned in the name of Rabneya. Why was the Taita given to Yidin? Because the Yidin are very stubborn. And the Abishta gives the Yidin the Taita in order to, uh, to subdue them and to take away the stubbornness. It says, from the Abish's right hand, the Abish gives the Taira that's a fiery Taira. The Abish says, that the Yidin are, are, are worthy that they should be given this Taira, which is fiery, in order to uh, calm down, in order to subdue their stubbornness. Others say that. Uh, the pshat over here, how you read the mimina ish daslama is dosayem shel elo that the behavior of the yidden is ish is very fiery shel malin itne teira liyisrael. If not for the fact that Eibushter gave teira to yidden and it subdues them, en kol uma v'loshin yecholin lamed b'fneim. There would be no nation that could stand up against yidden because of the strong will of the stubbornness of yidden. And behind ben Lakish. This is also what Rab ben Lakish said. Gimel Azenhain. There are three that are very strong willed, that are very stubborn. Yisrael Bumais, the Yidden amongst the nations. Kelev Bachayis, the dog amongst the animals. And Tarnagel Baifis, and the chicken amongst the birds. Vyashaimrim, and others add and say, Af Eiz also a goat amongst the animals, Behemadaka that is, amongst the, the, the small livestock. And Vyashaimrim, and others say, Aft Slav Bi'ilonis. Also the Tslav, which is a caper bush amongst the trees, is also very stubborn. So Rashi here says he doesn't know what the stubbornness of, a, uh, of this Tslav is. But Taisu says that the stubbornness is, because the Gemara says in a few places, that this Tslav has a lot of different things that grows in it. There's berries, there's fruits, and then there's even the, the, the other parts of the tree that are fit to, to eat. You can eat a lot and it gives fruits every single day. So it's a very strong, powerful tree. Another thing Taisus brings over here that this kafrisen is part of you make from it from the ketores. The yank kafrisen is, is comes from this uh, from this trees and has a very very strong potent smell and therefore it's called uh, the azen uh, in the trees. It's a very strong tree. The next halachet said in the Mishnah shachta basod that if a person is shechting out in the field, he should not bring it back into the house and carrying it on a pole. We learned a similar Allah in Abraisa. A person that's blind should not go out using a stick to be able to go out. And Rashi again says the reason is because this is the way it's done during the week and it's a zilzul for yontif. The Rishayim say we're not talking about a person that's blind that can't walk without a stick to be able to walk outside. He could walk without it. But it helps him. It helps him to be able to go. And therefore, because this is done in the weekday this way, so it's a zilzul and you're not allowed to do this on Yom Tif. And v'loya roya b'tarmiloi. A shepherd that has a certain pouch that he usually carries with him, he should not carry with him this weekday pouch on Yom Tif. And you also don't go out with this chair that you carry a person on this chair. 
Uh, so you don't carry out a person this way on Yontif. Whether it's a man or a woman. Is this true? But Rav Yaakov sent the following report. There was an older individual in our neighborhood. And he would go out with a glutki. Rashi says that the glutki is a folding chair. They would carry him on it. And they came and they asked Rabbi Shua ben Levi if this is allowed. And, and he said, Since he was going, the Zokim was going to the Bismedrish to give a shear, and they carried him for that purpose, so it's allowed. And the Psalm Churabi Seinu and our Rebbe's relied al divrei Achi Shakya on the words of Achi Shakya that said the Omar Ano Afiktel Ravhune I carried out Ravhune Mehini Lushili from Hini to Shili or Mishili Lihini and back from Shili to Hini I carried him on this shear on Yontif. Vomer Rav Nachman by Yitzchak and Rav Nachman by Yitzchak said Ano Afiktel Lamar Shmuel I took out Shmuel, Mishimsha Latula from the sun into the shade, Umitula Lishimsha from the shade into the sun. On Yantif, he carried him out on this chair. So you see over here that this is allowed in Yantif. So how does it say in the Braise that it's not allowed? So the Gemara answers, Hosom Kidoma Taimer. The reason why it's allowed is like it says over here, the reason that they said, if it's a case where it's someone that was coming, if he's if he coming to give a shear or someone that the Rabbim needs him, only then is it allowed. Rav Nachman said to Chama Bar Ada Shliach Tzion. It means Rashi says he used to go up to Yerushalayim very often. Kisalkes laosam. When you go up to Eretz Yisrael, Akiv Vizil Asul Medutzur. Make a detour and go on the mountain by Tzur. And Vizil Legabei the Rav Yaakov Baridi. And go to Rav Yaakov Baridi. Ubayimenei and ask him this question. Kasa or kisa that kisa that is ma atum What do you what do you hold about this halacha of the chair? If it's a case where rabim tzrichim loy, are you allowed to carry someone on this chair? Apparently, it was a case where they were rabim tzrichim That's what he's saying now. So by the time he got there, Teretz Yisrael, noch nafshei the Rav Yaakov Baridi, Rav Yaakov Baridi already passed away. So Kisalik, he came up there in Eretz Yisrael, Ashkechel Rabzrike. So he found instead Rabzrike. Amale, he said to Rabzrike, Kisei Matam Bey. What's your opinion about the cheer on Yontif? Amale, so he answered him, Hochi Omer Abami. So Rabami said, you can carry on the chair, but Obulvat Shaloy Yikatif. As long as, do, as when you carry on the chair, you carry him in your hands, the way you regularly can carry a chair, but not placing on your shoulders. Rashi says, if you put your hands on your friend's shoulders, and your friend puts his uh, hands on your shoulders, and you place the chair in there, that's a way, something that's done for a longer distance, and that's something which is more of a weekday kind of activity, and that's something that is not allowed to be done. That's what he answered him. So the Gemara explains, What does this mean that you shouldn't put, uh, put it on the shoulders? As I explained, when you put your hands on the shoulders and you place the chair on the shoulders, that's, that's the way it's not allowed to be done. Is this true? Rav Nachman allowed Yalta, which was his wife that she was able to, she was carried out on this alunki, even a chair that's placed on the shoulders. So the Gemara answers, Yalte de Biisa. Again, Shani Yalte de Biisa. The case with his wife Yalte is different <coughs> because she was afraid to be carried in any other way. 
she was afraid that uh, she might fall if she's not positioned properly on their shoulders, so therefore that's allowed. And the thesis over here says, so what if she's afraid? But didn't we say before that it's only if it's a tzorich harabim, are you allowed to carry anybody on a chair on Yontif? So Yalta, even if she's afraid, how is she allowed to be carried at all on this chair? So Taisa says, so we must say that there was also a case where the rabim needed her. It was a uh, Shabbos or a Reish HaGoyle, it was a... Kopanim, Taisa says... Huh? Again? Oh, sorry, 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 again. Shabbos Reish HaGoyle Aisa, because she was the daughter of the Reish HaGoyle, so therefore the rabim needed her also for, uh, for whatever purpose. Okay. Ameimer Umazutre. Ameimer and Mazutre. Mechatfi Luhu Bishabbat Derigla. So they would carry them also, not stand on a chair, but on the shoulders. They would carry them on the, uh, the Shabbos, on Yontif, when there was a special shear that they had to come and give in the Bismedrish, they would carry them. Mishom Biasusa, because they were afraid to be carried in any other way. And again, this was Rabbim Tzrichim Loi. others say, Mishum Duchke de Tzibura, because there was such a big crowd of people and they were all standing and they were waiting until he's going to be brought to his place to sit down. So therefore they brought him quickly on the chair so everybody could sit down and shouldn't have to wait for them.